From our studios in beautiful North Florida, it's in black and right. And now your host, Jerry Brooks. Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages. Welcome again to another fun-filled, action-packed adventure in broadcasting here on In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, also your tour guide through the continuing devolving fantasy world of Joe Biden's America. And man, oh man, ladies and gentlemen, just just broke breaking news. Just came over the wire moments ago before we started uh, recording today's program. The Federal Reserve has once again raised interest rates another 0.75%. Oh, that's fun. Yay, happy. And yeah, the economy's doing just fine. Right. But another piece of breaking news today that came out of the Fed, the Fed in Atlanta. The Fed in Atlanta has predicted another quarter of negative economic growth. And the third quarter, this quarter, ends on September the 30th. So we've got nine days uh, away before the end of the third quarter. And now the, the Fed is predicting, at least the Fed in Atlanta, is predicting another slowdown of the economy. Throw that in with the news of more interest rate hikes. Oh yeah, I can definitely see another quarter of negative growth and that will be three in a row. So since the Biden administration seems to have a problem with the traditional definition of a recession, which was two straight quarters of negative economic growth, I'd like to see what they try to do along with the media when it's three straight quarters of negative economic growth. Is that a recession? Uh, yeah, it is. Again, and there's nothing they can do about it. I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to somehow spin it, but it's going to be really tough for the mainstream media, the business media, uh, and others to try to spin this uh, disaster, uh, which I'm, I'm even willing to go beyond disaster and just call it a full-on train wreck of an economy. And only just a little over a month away from the midterms. Yeah, okay, this is going to be fun to see how this works and see how much the media tries to squash this information. Hmm, it's going to, I mean, we're not even quite at October and I'm still warning people, yep, and, and I'm going to continue to do so. Do get yourself ready for an October surprise. It's going to come. I don't know how it's going to come. But it's going to come because I can assure you the red wave is still, still very much coming. And I'm learning even more as I go through some of the po recent polling 
and so on and so forth, and the desperate grabbing for straws. I mean, desperate grabbing for straws that Democrats are doing right now. Uh, if you don't believe me, folks, well, here's one for you. Today, uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James has filed a lawsuit of $250 million lawsuit against President Trump, his three oldest kids, Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka, and his company for fraud. That's right, once again, the deranged Letitia James, New York Attorney General, is going after a political opponent. She's already has had a history of saying she's going to go after Trump. She's going to go after Trump. And that's how this seriously deranged black woman got elected. Yeah, I said it, but you know, I can, I'm going to do that. Because one, stupidity doesn't discriminate. That's a truism. And the fact that people like Letitia James and Lori Lightfoot and people also like uh, Maxine Offer Meds Waters, uh, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries of New York, all these other people who somehow claim that they speak for black America, as a black American man myself, you don't speak for me at all. You don't represent me at all. So no, it makes me sad when I listen to people like this who try to claim they care about minorities and especially blacks. No, they don't. They, like every other Democrat, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. It's all about the acquisition of power. Nothing more, nothing less. They believe themselves so morally superior, so superior in other aspects, that those of us Americans, us patriots, those who are Trump supporters, who are MAGA, who are America First, whatever umbrella you want to stand under, yeah, we are the problem and we are to be squashed like bugs because these are leftists, these are socialists, these are communists who have confused the United States of America with the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, the old USSR. But, I mean, anybody who's paying attention already knows this. And this is why they're desperate. People like Letitia James. I mean, they can't... The Justice Department is already in heap big trouble. The FBI is in heap big trouble over the raid of Mar-a-Lago and most recently going after Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow, took his phone uh, via a, a subpoena. And they are out to get people. These, this is a weaponized and politicized FBI, the likes of which I have never seen. I have, I've known people who've actually worked for the FBI, and they can't believe it. And yet, here comes the whistleblowers, and the FBI is like, whoa, hold up. No, sorry, you're not going to be blowing the whistle to anybody on Capitol Hill. And Christopher Wray, is def the director of the FBI is right in the middle of it. 
uh, a whistleblower recently went to Jim Jordan, the soon-to-be chair of the House Judiciary Committee, uh, revealed some incredibly damning information about the FBI and their involvement in January 6th. And 24 hours later, the guy was suspended from his job. That's right. They are trying to put the squash and put in the kibosh on whistleblowers at the FBI because the damage that they've been done, that's been already done, I should say, has been really nothing more of just, oh my gosh, you know, they're going to have one hellacious time come January when the new Congress is seated. And frankly, I truly hope and pray that there are some Republicans, especially on the Appropriations Committee, who've got some steel in their spine and some brass ones to say, hold up, you ain't getting a dime until you start answering some questions. And it's like, well, you can't. And watch the Democrats completely have enough cows to start several dairy farms. Their media allies will do the same because they're nothing more than the communications arm of the DNC. I mean, not all media, but, yeah, the mainstream corporate guys. Yeah, they're, they're going to do it, and they're going to have cows. They're going to scream and scream and whine and bitch and moan. But too bad. You shouldn't have gotten all crazy. And frankly, this is, dear GOP, this is your last chance to prove that you've got something. That you have some steel in your spine. You're going to get MAGA candidates. And if you leave, if the RNC abandons these MAGA candidates, 2024 is going to be really stinking ugly for you. And you, and you will have brought it upon yourselves. People in this country are sick to death of this nonsense. They're sick of it. They're sick of inflation. They're sick of higher food prices. They are sick of get higher gas prices. They are sick of higher utility prices. They are sick. They are in really ugly straits. And if you're not going to do what I'm sure you're going to be do saying that you're going to do, I know y'all got a big event soon coming, I believe it's somewhere in Pennsylvania. I, be, I believe it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, this is going to be fun. This is really going to be fun, Kevin McCarthy. And you, and sir, I mean, I, I really wish I had a chance to tell you this in person. But frankly, if you can't get the job done, and you're going to be nothing more than a wimpy combination of John Boehner and Paul Ryan, then don't go for the speakership again. Don't do it. Because it's going to make you look bad. It's going to make the party look bad. It's going to make President Trump look bad. And frankly, you will have brought it all on yourselves. Thank you. And I'm a conservative, but if the Republican Party is not going to do their dang job, the RNC will continue to not get one single solitary cent from me. I will give directly to the candidates of my choice.
because frankly, if you can't, if the RNC can't get the job done, then frankly, you're not worth it. You're just not worth it. I mean, I'm sure you'll get the uh, the usual crowd of uh, donors, the donor class, who pretty much own you. But you're not going to get it from me, and you're certainly not getting it from a lot of Americans. They're giving directly to candidates. They're not giving to state parties or county parties at all. So you've got a golden opportunity here, Republicans. A golden opportunity. Now, if you get the 30, 40, 50 seats or whatever that you're expecting in your red wave, fantastic. But if you're going to, if the leadership is going to put a muzzle on their committee chairs and not do investigations, not do oversight, do, and not do the things that need to be done legislatively, policy-wise, yeah, forget it. It's not going to happen. I mean, I'm looking at this uh, story from just the news, and it's just amazing to me. The Latino vote, I promise you, <laughs> the Latino vote is going to be huge. It's going to be huge for upcoming elections. As a matter of fact, the Epic Times has a story out today. The headline, Latino vote to determine outcome of dozens of 2022 midterm races. And that is true. We've already seen the impact down in Texas uh, 34 when Myra Flores beat out two Democrats, two of them, in a predominantly Hispanic area. I mean, it's like 85% Hispanic. And she not only beat out the two Democrats, she got over 50% of the vote. I believe it was 52%. Yes, she not only won, but she won convincingly. The people, people like Myra Flores, and of course, you know, uh, the New York Times, or Slimes in this case, had themselves a hissy fit and called her the far-right Latina. I said, that is about as racist and xenophobic as I've ever seen. The woman made history. Now, if you remember back in the special election that took place, not, actually not that long ago, I'd say about a month or so, month or two, she was running in a district that had been solidly Democrat for 150 years. 150 years she was. And she managed to make history. She beat two Democrats, got over 50% of the vote, and filled that special and and won that special election. Now she's going to have to rerun, you know, here. And just as a reminder, folks, we are 48 days away from election day, the most consequential midterm election of many people's lifetimes, because it will determine if we have a chance of saving the country, or do we just simply say last one out, turn off the light. So yes, this is important. But the story I love from, uh, <coughs> sorry, the Epic Times, and they're talking about 
the major effort that's gone on right now, especially by the Republicans, to go out and recruit the Latin vote. The Hispanic vote is important. It, it is. Let's see. I, I want to find one piece in this uh, in this article that absolutely makes some serious sense. It, it does. Now, I'm kind of not thrilled about some of this, but anyway. Oh, yeah, there it is. In this article uh, in, the, in the Epoch Times, they did mention something that is quite relevant and for this election. Now, in the article, the writer, uh, whose name is John Hawley, I think I've got it right, and I, I'm sorry if I don't, but yeah. Latino voters nationwide identified jobs, the economy, health care, schools, and public safety as top priorities in a survey of Latino voters conducted in July by Unidos U.S., the nation's largest Hispanic advocacy group. Yes, they, the Lat Latinos get it. They want good jobs. They want a healthy economy. They want health care, good schools for their kids, and public safety. These are issues that the Democrats are way, way, way behind on. Way behind on. In survey after survey, things like the economy, jobs, illegal immigration, inflation, crime, Republicans have double-digit leads in these, on these issues. Double-digit leads. It's not about abortion. It's not about climate change. No. And especially when you're talking to Latino voters who are very family-centered, um, and they're talking about abortion, they're talking about CRT, things in schools. Uh-uh, it's not working. I don't care what the polls say. With Latinos, the life issue is very important. And especially if they are, and they're mostly Catholic. No, this isn't going to work. It's definitely not going to work with the Latino community. Latinos and their support of Democrats and Joe Biden and his policies has been hemorrhaging for over a year. Over a year. With the same with independents. Hem it's hemorrhaging. It's not they're just losing support. They're hemorrhaging. They're bleeding everywhere. Now, there are still some who will continue to be under the spell of the woke white people who are pushing forward the Democrat agenda. And I'm talking white woke white folks, black folks, Hispanic folks, Asian folks. It really doesn't matter. That is the, that is the current Democrat party. And nothing is working. Now, in certain districts, it might. But as a whole in the country, nope, 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 nope. 
it's not working for him. It's totally not working. Uh, I mean, good grief, especially with CRT teaching Hispanic kids that they are nothing more than victims and white people are the oppressors? I mean, how sick and twisted and demonic is that? No. Same thing with black folks. But unfortunately, uh, black folks aren't quite up to speed yet like many Hispanics. You know, because they still, too many, too many black Americans are still sadly under the influence of the Democrat Sith. They want their they want to stay on the plantation. They want their professional victim cards. They want their race cards. And yet they won't even begin to figure out or even entertain the idea. Not all, but enough. They won't entertain the idea that, you know, hey, Joe Biden, as racist and as segregationist as he was, if you're not, Demo not going to vote Democrat, you're not black. I said, who the Sam hell is this old, decrepit, demented white guy trying to, trying to tell me? It's like, no, I don't need to vote a certain political party to prove that I'm a black American. I have 58 years of experience being black in America. I was born in the middle of the, at the height of the civil rights movement in the South of all places. So please, Joe Biden, Shut the hell up and don't tell me that I have to prove I'm black just to vote for your messed up party, which has been a racist party for damn near 200 years. So don't even start that. That really hacks me off. And of course, people who, uh, like myself, I mean, you see great young rising uh, black conservatives and they're winning offices. Now, Candace Owens isn't running for office, but if she does, just where is she running, and I'll send a contribution. That's no problem. And it really is an insult to people like Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson of my beloved home state of North Carolina, the second most powerful man in the state. Then you throw in the fabulous Winsome Sears, Lieutenant Governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. That's one tough lady. I mean, and a Marine to boot. I mean, I, I love a woman who can wear a nice set of heels and carry an AR-15 and shoot and knows how to use it. Oh, wonderful. You know, you've got all of these people, black Americans, black conservatives, who are running for offices and winning on the state level. You've also got Daniel Cameron, who is the Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. He's certainly another one. You've got Byron Donalds, uh, my fellow Floridian from down on the southwestern part of the Gulf Coast, uh, down there, the Gulf Coast of Florida. He's in office. Burgess Owens from Utah. But no, these people are tokens. And I'll tell you, there are some white folks who really got some serious brass ones using the term token for black conservatives. That's not only arrogant, it's demeaning, and it's frankly elitist and racist to boot. 
Wonder Woman actually used that term for a black conservative woman up in northeastern Florida, in Jacksonville, as a matter of fact, for a school board election. And the same, and the white Karen basically got her political butt kicked by uh, her opponent, who was another pro-parents' rights uh, white woman. I'm like, yay, happy! Woohoo! This is the type of thing that makes me love Florida. We have been the leader in a lot of things. And on August 23rd, which was the date of the Florida primary, it was also a lot of school board elections. So yes, we had an awful lot of folks. Uh, there were 30 school board candidates across the entire state of Florida who were endorsed by that, I guess, that evil man, Ron DeSantis. Way to go, Governor. But of those 30 candidates that Governor DeSantis endorsed for school boards, 25 of them won. 25 out of 30 people, that is nothing to sneeze at. And that scared the absolute crap out of the education establishment. Absolutely. <laughs> it totally freaked them out. They went into meltdown. The media went into meltdown. Maybe not the national media, but the regional media down here in Florida. All the way from Tallahassee, Jacksonville, Orlando, all the way down to Miami. Oh yeah, it was a mind blower. 13 school districts flipped from leftist controlled to conservative pro-parent right majorities. That is unheard of. And then, of course, when you're talking about the, the Latino vote, yeah, let's talk about illegal immigration, shall we? Two million plus people in this calendar year, and we're still, what, October, November, December, three month, three month, three more months out to the end of the year, and we're already to two million plus illegal immigrant encounters this year. Now that doesn't even include that two million, including uh, those who got away and others. It doesn't include those who've been deported and and caught. No, it doesn't include that. So yes, my friends. Yeah, we the, the Hispanic vote is important for a variety of reasons, but apparently it has backfired because the folks who are legally here in this country, who were born in this country down in South Texas, El Paso, Del Rio, uh, the Rio Grande Valley, they're not liking it. Their communities are absolutely getting thoroughly trashed with illegal with criminal aliens human traffickers sex traffickers fentanyl uh meth other drugs coming in with these drug mules they're not liking it and this is why especially in places like arizona and texas that have high hispanic populations even nevada another place where i uh I lived yeah they're not liking it either yeah in Las Vegas uh, up in Reno Lake Tahoe area 
No, this is why the Democrats are losing races. They're down in the polls. Nevada governor, uh, the U.S. Senate seat. But yet, again, as I say, eyes on the prize. November 8th is coming. 48 days is not that long. But stay focused. Stay aware. They're going to be coming for you. They're going to call you all kinds of names. But stay focused. Please stay focused. We're, this is really the only chance we've got to start the process of getting this country back on a decent track again. And 2024, too, is going to be important as well because it's a presidential year. Now, I don't know if Joe Biden's going to last that long. I mean, he essentially went back on his promise during his 60 Minutes interview back uh, last Sunday night and also declaring the pandemic over. That I mean, what up with that? If the pandemic's over, then why is there still a federal emergency? Why are there still mask and vaccine mandates? at least on the federal level and the government level, lots of states aren't even getting into that, except for goofball places like California. I mean, yet they're still putting masks on kids in some places. I, I don't get it. If the pandemic's over, why aren't we acting like it? Why isn't Joe Biden acting like it? Why are his mental midgets, and including his Cabbage Patch press secretary, uh, trying to say, hey, oh, well, no, he didn't quite mean that. It's like, well, what does he mean? Does he even know what he means or what he's saying? Yeah, there's a lot going on here, folks. And frankly, I'm kind of sick of it. I am really, truly sick of it. Oh, uh, well, it looks like I got into another, uh, <laughs> uh, another round of in black and rant again but I am doing a lot of ranting because our situation is growing more and more desperate if the Fed if the Atlanta Fed which is a very influential Federal Reserve is talking about another another quarter of negative economic growth on top of the 0.75 uh, rate increase on interest rates that we just got today yeah okay sure this is gonna be a lot of fun and yeah there's a lot of people ranting but and I you know and I'm one of them but I'm encouraging you like I'm encouraging myself take your anger don't yell at the TV go out and make sure you're involved all it's going to cost you is time. It's not going to cost you any money to become a precinct person, uh, to watch, to become a part of vote count observer, an election judge. These are things that don't cost you money. They don't. And that's going to be the only way that we can stop the Democrats from cheating because they're already working on changing the Electoral Act of 1887 to rig elections nationally and to take the power that is constitutionally granted to state legislatures to set their own voting rules and laws. 
because if it's wrestled away, if the, if that is if that's wrestled away from the state legislatures, then you're gonna have we're gonna have problems from now until the second coming. So folks, stay aware, stay focused. They are going to try an October surprise. Just be ready for whatever it might be. And I'm going to call it a day on that note. So uh, you can catch our audio podcast. We're available on all podcast platforms. Uh, also, you can send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com or check us out on our website inblackandright.net. So my friends, take care for the day. I will see y'all tomorrow. And always remember, patriots come in all colors.